what are some of the first things you would suggest someone to do who maybe they've just graduated or maybe they're like, I don't even know if I want to go to college, but I, I know I want to be an entrepreneur. Brock Johnson, you went to college to study business originally. Eventually, you switched majors and graduated with a degree that really didn't relate to business. However, shortly after college and actually during college, you did a lot of things that I think prepared you to be the success that you are today in business. My question for you is, can you share those with us? Like, what are some of the first things you would suggest someone to do who maybe they've just graduated or maybe they're like, I don't even know if I want to go to college, but I, I know I want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I think one of the best things that college can provide, even if your degree isn't necessarily exactly going to translate into your future entrepreneurship or business is just the ability to connect with people and network and meet people. And so I think that even before you graduate college, that's probably what I would focus on the most is more than even your academics or the grades you're getting is connecting with people, not just your professors, but the other people at your university, the other students, classmates, people within your community around the university. Oftentimes those people are going to really want to pour into you and give you so much practical real world knowledge hmm. because you're you know, maybe a fellow alumni or you're a student and they're an alumni. And so they want to help you out. So the most important thing I would recommend while you're there is to just really focus on networking. When you say networking, I think a lot of people feel like they have to look for a certain person who's got connections that they could really help them out. But when what you've just described is like, just really connect with everyone because you just never know. Yeah, yeah. Connect with people. It doesn't matter. Your goal shouldn't be to connect with the chancellor and like have one-on-one -on -one interviews with the dean and and meet like the biggest CEO who came out of your university. Instead, just connect with students from different backgrounds, from different countries. And those relationships, even if they're not necessarily directly giving you a tip that's going to help you make more money, you're going to learn so much and become such a more well-rounded entrepreneur because ultimately what you're doing as an entrepreneur is solving problems, dealing with people, building relationships and connections. And so if you can do that on a non-business level, just person to person, you're going to be able to do it a lot better as a business owner too. Other than yourself, I think about your best friend, Darius. Oh, yeah. He's one of the best networked. Like when we would go and visit you at Davis and if we're walking with Darius, everywhere we went, people were like, hey, Darius, like all ages, men, women, kids. So what was Darius doing that he was so well connected? Taking the time to just go out of his way to meet people and talk to people. And everyone's kind of like shine in their own bubble. But people love when they're asked questions about themselves and when they feel like they're important. And so what Darius would do, he does a really good job of this, is making them feel important, shaking their hand, looking them in the eye, remembering their name, which is a skill that's super valuable in business. And yet it takes a long time to like learn and really master the, the skill of like just remembering someone's name mm -hmm. after they've met you or after you've met them. And so he does a really good job of that, just making the person feel important, starting to understand their story, their background. And there's so much that you can learn from anyone, whether it's the dean or the janitor sweeping the halls. Like there's so many valuable lessons in their stories. So he would just go out of his way to introduce himself. Hi, I'm Darius Livingston and get to chat with them and asking them about themselves so that they feel important. I noticed he's really good at the follow up too. Like after I met him through you, obviously, we exchanged phone numbers and like he followed me on social media and he was always like reaching out, following up. Like when I had a surgery, he was like one of the first people like, I hope you're healing well. Like I'm like, my own friends haven't even done this. Like, you know what I mean? And then when someone is like that, you want to see them succeed. 
you know? Yeah, absolutely. And then that, that lends itself to then further opportunities. He's had so many people offer him to, you know, come to this camp, go on this trip, speak at this conference, come to this event, be our guest at this certain thing. I can't even name or count how many different events him and I were invited to when we were at Davis. And he was invited to dozens and dozens more because these people then they remember your name and they remember the impact that you had on them. And so then you're going to get those extra invitations. You're going to be at the top of their mind when they're thinking of, well, who could I reach out to for this? Who could I hire for this? Who could I possibly bring in for this? And so it's just that one initial conversation that can then piggyback into so many more. I mean, you always hear the advice, get a mentor. And I get emails sometimes or direct messages and people are like, will you mentor me? And I'm like, that's just not how it works. But like, I think of, for example, Sean Cannell is someone who you would consider a mentor, I'm sure. Have you ever paid for a mentorship with him? Like, why is it you consider him a mentor of yours? Yeah, I think this is a great question. I totally agree. I get those emails too. Will you be my mentor? I don't really know what that would even mean, what that would look like. It's not like I'm a blacksmith and you're going to be my apprentice, (laughs) like banging iron and I'm going to teach you how to like mold this bowl or whatever. Bowls aren't made of iron. Exactly why I'm an iron blacksmith. Apprentice. Anyways. Like, I don't know what that would even look like. So really what it looks like, I feel like in today's day and age, why I would call Sean Cannell like a mentor of mine is first and foremost, there is so much free content that you can use for self-education. Like, I love that quote of, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I think that's true. But I think one way that you can hack that in today's day and age is it doesn't have to be the five people who live in your town, who you go to coffee with and go out to dinner with. It can also be the five experts who you listen to the most on podcasts and you read all their books or you watch other YouTube videos, you consume everything they create. It's like you study them. Yeah, exactly. And in this day and age, we're like, we have the Build Your Tribe show putting out two episodes a week. That's hours and hours and hours of content. You can learn so much from that for free. Like we don't even have to get into what I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute, like paid courses and Mm -hmm. memberships Mm -hmm. and actually like paid coaching. Just free mentorship from YouTube and podcasts and other content online is plenty enough to feel like a mentee or feel like someone is your mentor and learn so much from them. I think we have to update the way we view that word, that term. Like when I was growing up, the only way you were going to learn from someone who was doing what you wanted to do is if you lived in the same city and somehow got like an internship working with them to study them. And even then, you probably still wouldn't get all of the inside tips and know-how that you wanted to that today is readily available to you, like you said, either by paying for their books or or just studying them specifically what it is that they've done that you want to do. And when people are in college or have just graduated or maybe you've got a lot of debt or maybe you're working for somebody full-time and you, you know you want to start a business, right? And you just don't have the extra funds for that. What are some of the things you did and still do on a budget to educate yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Besides just the free things that we've already talked about. And if you don't have the budget to invest into a course or coaching, which Mm I'm coaching with some of these mentors and high-level people, is extremely exclusive and extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. One of the pro hacks is starting a podcast because so many of these experts and creators and authors, they want to be on podcasts. They want publicity. And while they might not want to do a collaboration post, for example, with an Instagram account with 500 followers, they'll want to be on a podcast with 500 listeners. They might. Easy, even, and not not, not always, not right. every single time, you know, 
But it's amazing how oftentimes entrepreneurs or creators or these people who you might look up to as a mentor, they want to be on the podcast because it's just an opportunity for them to share their story, to share their knowledge, to potentially reach more people. Usually podcasts are relatively easy. Like when we're thinking of the scale of content creation, they can kind of, you know, flip on their camera and turn on their microphone. And so that's a, a pro tip for people is think about starting a podcast in your industry. Let's say you want to learn a lot about AI and you want to start an AI company, but you are kind of new to the space and you didn't really study in college. Start an AI podcast and right. instead of you being the expert, just invite a bunch of other AI experts onto the show and then you pick their brain. It's basically like you get a coaching session out of it. You're the one asking the question, but it's guised or disguised as, hey, we're just inviting you on the podcast to share your knowledge with my community. I think that's a great tip. I think today because so many podcasters are on you know, YouTube, if you're listening to this on your podcasting app, Brock and I produce this episode on YouTube as well. So you can see us. We're sitting in a hotel room in the south of France right now. We're recording this in Nice. And it's one thing to connect with people via Zoom, right? And just get the audio connection. Sometimes that's all you're going to be able to manage. But if you were to tell that expert, that person who you want to pick their brain, if you send them an email and say like, hey, I want to take you out to lunch and pick your brain, they're like, I ain't got time for that. They want to reach the masses. Anyone who's that successful, they want to reach the masses. So make it a traveling podcast. Like if you meet someone in person, it's just that much more of a connection versus just a Zoom. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think another free option for learning from a mentor, becoming a mentee is reaching out to them, kind of like we were talking about earlier as an apprentice, but more so, you know, I would like to work for you. I would like to come to your, join your company, join your team and offer my services. I would recommend offering something specifically that you can do. Agreed. I've gotten these emails where it's like, I can do everything. I'd love to work for you. You know, give me any project or task. It's like, now you're putting all the work on me mm -hmm. as the mentor to come up with your task. When instead you're like, hey, I have a great background in this or a big interest in SEO or a, a background knowledge in website design. And I would love to work with your team for free. I'd love to work with your team as an intern just for the experience of getting to connect with you and your company. Yep. And that's a great way to provide some value to the mentor so that they're getting something out of it. But then also you get so much out of it because you're learning, you're working under them, you're communicating with them or at least their team. You're learning about like kind of you're infiltrating their their team or their business. You get to see what goes on behind closed doors. That's another really great way to learn. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you want to start a business. When is it time? How do you know? Like, do you need a business plan? No, there's no magic time. There's no perfect place to start. And if I can give you advice, it would be to to just start, pick something because you're going to learn way more from doing than you are from listening to a mentor or having these podcast interviews. Like it's a great opportunity to network when you're in college. There's so much that you can learn, but ultimately you're going to learn the most from doing. And so I don't think that you should try to find like your ultimate passion. I don't think you should try to find the thing you're going to be doing for the next 60 years. Agreed. I think you should instead just start something, start something you're interested in. And then maybe 30 days from now, you'll change. Maybe a year from now, you'll change. Maybe this will be the thing that will last you for the rest of your life. But more than likely, it's not more than likely. This is going to be the first step in your entrepreneurial journey. Like myself, my first business was helping moms keep their teens safe on Snapchat. I have no interest in parental guidance controls. I have no interest <laughs> I don't even use Snapchat anymore. That original course is not for sale. But from that, I learned so much. And so much of that 
was involved in my pivot into where my business is today. And so just get started. Like, just don't be scared to fail. Don't be scared to pick the wrong thing because you can always change. Mm -hmm. No one is going to, you know, when you're 60, look back at, hey, remember that business you started when you were 23? What a failure that was. (laughs) And if if they do, then it's a funny thing to laugh about because that's the business that led to the next business that led to the next business that eventually led to the successful business. But you have to just get started. Yeah. This is a perfect time for a shameless plug for the online income quick start because we literally recognized that so many people, when they buy courses, when they invest in these kinds of like, you know, after college learning programs, that they think they have to get it all done and then have a business plan and there's going to be this perfect time. And because of that, that then they launch something that's so big that they make so many mistakes that it's an expensive experiment. So we created a course called the Online Income Quick Start that helps you pick the easiest, fastest way to like quickly make money just to give you a W because that gives people momentum and it gives you insight. So you're like, okay, I'm not going to you know, be flipping used kitchen appliances to make my living, but it gave me some ideas of what I could sell online. It gave me some experience of setting up my own payment processing and it gives people experience and it gives people a W. Like it's a way with zero money to start up to start making money. And I personally think people need to spend less time learning and more time just doing. Absolutely. And that's something you did right away. You're like, you know, it's probably not gonna be the thing forever. It's not gonna be like the big money maker. But I just have to start and I got to figure it out. And that's what we would encourage all of you to do. It is so important that you just take action long before you feel like you're ready. So we want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of Build Your Tribe. It's fun when we get to do one together. Again, we're just happy for you to listen on whatever podcasting app is convenient for you, whether that's YouTube or Spotify, Apple Podcast or Stitcher, wherever you prefer to listen. We appreciate you. We always pin a comment at the top of the YouTube video too. So even if you did listen on another app, we'd love for you to head over to YouTube now and respond. It's almost like a poll. So this is how we can take a pulse and we share this information with our audience. It's also how we can bring on great guests for you. We've really been trying to spend a lot more time figuring out who can help our audience the most. So drop your suggestions for us below in the comments. And as always, thank you for being here. We'll see you soon. 